place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics Town This episode of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Check out their huge, mungus, ginormical selection of nerdy, fun t-shirts at popuptea.com. They have a shirt for every nerdy thing you could possibly think of. I'm serious. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order on popuptea.com. Even the clearance stuff, which is already so low in price. But go and check them out and thank you to our sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Go check them out at popuptea.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I am your host, Chris Latori. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us here. This week, we're back with my co-host, Mike, and we talk about Volume 1 of The Fiction. It's fantastic. It's David Rubin, who's one of my favorite artists of all time, written by Kurt Pyers. We just have some laughs. We discuss it. We do kind of a commentary. We go page by page of The Fiction. Man, uh, you're going to enjoy this, so definitely listen in and follow along. Grab... The fiction. Here we go. Okay, we're back. I'm here with Michael Norris, my famous co-host and nerdy brother from another nerdy mother. <laughs> How you doing, Michael? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. It's a beautiful day. The wind is nice breeze here in your backyard. Well, I like to see that you came out in your full bubble. <laughs> the bubble? Yeah, you know, <laughs> bubble boy, you know, so that, that way you're me. nice and protected. I've got my hamster bubble. <laughs> you and I are 11.75 inches away from each other. I <laughs> measured using the Apple measurement Inches? App. No, no, no. <laughs> feet. <laughs> I mean, yes, 11, 11.75 I get that close. Feet. 11 feet, 7.75. But uh, thanks for uh, doing this, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to get started here. Uh, we're going to read the fiction. And this is from Boom Studios. This is a 2015 production, I believe, according to the credits, but that might be the reprint date, right? Yeah, take your word. It doesn't look like it's too old. Right. You know. And this is from Kurt, writer Kurt Pyers and writer David Rubin with art by David Rubin. And uh, warning, we'll be spoiling the heck out of this, but we highly recommend you grab the fiction, volume one. It's on Comixology or elsewhere. And read along with us. Because we'll have a few chuckles. We're all hyped up on Dr. Pepper. So we <laughs> we should have some laughs. I don't know about that. I got a whole thing of coffee here. We're <laughs> coffee good. With Bailey's. I, I can smell it from here. Oh, yeah. Well, that's away. the only way to stay awake. <laughs> I just made uh, an extra. Mine's got an extra kicker, an extra shot in here. So extra shot of Bailey's? <laughs> of espresso. So if I... <laughs> If I end up just going off the rails and, and, and where you can't even understand what I'm saying. So you need why. to run this at half speed. Yeah, I do. Yes. I recommend if you're a podcast listener, do it at half speed. It'll make more sense. But this is the fiction. <laughs> um, this is also with colorist Michael Garland, which normally David Rubin does a lot of his own coloring. He's one of, I have to say, he's one of my favorite artists of all time, David Rubin. And that he co-wrote this too was, was awesome. But uh, I thought of you when I picked the fiction in my, my comic book weekly pick. Uh-huh. Because I know you love bright colors. Oh yeah, and you love um, you know stories of fantasy, and this has a smidge of if you guys like uh, the never-ending story, if you like Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then the other one you said it's like Lock and Key, Lock and Key, because you're also I, watching. I'll even on. throw a little it in there. Oh, okay, you know it's got a little sci-fi fantasy. Well, creepiness. just the just the the premise where they go back and revisit this thing that was. That happened as kids mm, they come back true. you know coming back as adults and they got to take care of some business here i like that you're yeah. right you're right so we're going to kind of go page by page so follow along with us here the fiction boom studios i, I mostly credit david rubin for this because it, it creates another one of david rubin's rich beautiful vibrant worlds uh, which again is like i said one of the reasons that david rubin is one of my favorite artists of all time but i love the initial setting here you have this man in his home and he has many leather-bound books in his house, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of mahogany. Mahogany and scotch. Right. And there's, an, uh, there's a strange being at, at panel one, page one of fiction, which makes you go, huh? He's sort of holding this dark matter, which reminds me of never-ending story. It reminds me of the nothing. 
It seems to be holding the nothing in his hand, in his golden hand, right? Yeah. Foreshadowing here. What is this nothing? Why does it look like it's uh, it's the Moana, it's the blackness, it's the blackness that's taking over Moana Island? Well, and it's, it's funny because he, you know, when it drops on the floor, he recognizes it right away. He's uh, uh, terrified, and then it possesses him. He has to pick it up. He has to, and like the l- black lightning coming out of his eyeballs. Yeah. And just done. Gone. Do you think it has anything to do with the Rorschach paintings behind, uh, on, on the hallway? That, or do you think? I think those are just artistic <laughs> interpret. I think the guy got tired. It's like, look, I'm not drawing family portraits up here. Smudge, smudge, smudge. I'm just moving on. I got, my style's too simple, man. I can't, I don't have time to drop Picasso back here. Ruben's like, you want 109 pages of this? Yeah. Well, I'm going to speed up some of uh-uh. the weird uh, frames in the background with just blotches of paint. <laughs> I thought they were Rorschach paintings or we're in the middle of a nightmare. No, no, no. But yeah, the, the book uh, turns pages on its own, right? And then you write the black lightning out of his eyes and this blood-like background, and then he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. I, the black lightning, I thought it was a great effect coming out of the eyes like that. Because he's kind of got those Funko Pop eyes. Well, you're right. It right? And then Funko. it's just black lightning coming out of the bottom of it. That's a good observation. It is very Funko Pop eyes. Yeah, I mean. Coming it's out just... of this horrific moment where the light, black lightning. little flash there, maybe even. little reverse flash. little zoom. little Godspeed. Maybe. Maybe. Those are all hot words for you, being the flash connoisseur that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Aficionado, if you will. It's more of a more recent thing where they incorporate that much lightning into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, I I, I I thought that was just a nice effect. It just kind of ties it in. And so he's gone. Mystery starts. And then, hey, we know the world has no attention span. So we got to give you the 15 years later now. And you got you know, to stay with us. I feel like that element's used constantly, right? Yeah. It's a trope in writing where they are afraid they will lose us. <laughs> As as readers, they gotta just kick us in the in, in the short hairs, and let us going. What a, what how, what? And then fifteen years later, fifteen so years earlier. The the first thing I saw with this, when you see like the second panel, right there, I was like, uh oh, this looks like a swingers party here, right? <laughs> it's like a '70s swingers party or something. People got the big mustaches and beards, you and know, everybody's getting kind of drunk. But then you get to that last panel where the guy's holding his wine cup up, and you see this. His eyes look snake-like. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. Cobra Commander? Or what was yeah, he? something's going on. Or King uh, King Snake in the, uh, which you haven't watched yet, the Stargirl series? Nope. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, why is his reflection snake-like? Yeah. And, you know, it's... It's Cobra! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get those jokes! Let's get them! <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to get voice work. I'm trying to get voice acting work. <laughs> I've been practicing Cobra. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so flashback. It does have a, even a... Brown and gold and orange uh, 70s sensibility. That's what I really got. This is 70s, 80s, you know, so like 15 years earlier. Yeah, you know, it's kind of debatable. Yeah, we don't know when. Yeah. But if you but used, if you said by the color palette, you'd think 70s. And I would the, think so. And almost a sex party happening. And, and the mustaches. I yeah, mean, come on. Beards, yeah. Mustaches and turtlenecks. You're right. But that... that, that Dates never fully established. We, no. They just quickly move on. But it's a bunch of kids all playing in another very leather-bound, leather <laughs> library well, of many like, leather-bound books. I like the transition up there with the staircase, the windy staircase to get from the kitchen area where these adults are drinking this wine yeah. and having some to this very windy staircase that leads them all the way up. They make it very Salvador Dali there. Yeah. Staircases to nowhere. Are they are they going they're stepping into another realm by being in this attic yes. with books. Because let's face it, no one wants their children to be in an attic with books. <laughs> <laughs> it's never turned out it's right never, for anybody. Right. right. Or like in Men in Black when a young girl is in a dark alley with a physics books. You never want that. Hey, you know that's why you shoot the ones in the dark alley. That girl is too young to be walking around with a physics book in a dark alley. But yeah, I, I like <laughs> I like that. You know, it's like, and, but it's almost like the kids have their own clubhouse up there. Yeah, it's bright and colorful and beautiful, and they're just yeah. there. You could tell they have issues with their parents. They tip they tip on that a bit. A bit, but the Asian kid says like his parents are jerks. He definitely has some kind of issue, and you know, looking back at it. His dad was the one with the snake eyes in the in the wine glass. Right. 
So I'm not totally surprised by that. And being a parent, I mean, being a parent and a parent (laughs) that uh, they're establishing here, you know, that sort of all the parents are are not good. Being on the other side of that, we know that, you know, this age bracket here, the preteen or is like, I guess, teen. Yeah. Or early teen. I'm getting the sense here. 12s, 13s, Yeah, these, yeah they're, they're young enough. Yeah, right. they're probably Parents like... just don't understand. No, they don't. They just don't. But then um, the walls start melting. <laughs> well, you know, apparently their parents are doing acid and it got up to them or something. <laughs> right. Page 11, they're just... They're having, they're having a great time flipping through some leather-bound books and then walls melting. You think that's the moment where you'd like... If, if you and I were young and sitting in an attic and the, and the walls melt... We put the books down and then we leave immediately. Oh yeah, this will be the shortest comic series. How of all are time. you not running out screaming? Right, they hang it. They hang through it until the world transforms into this weird rainbowy, psychedelic with crystals in the air, beautiful world. Oh yeah, but frightening. Also, they're floating. Yeah, like the the sort of house and and attic disappear and they're just floating through the air with all this paint uh, squirting through the sky yeah and uh, you know here's where if you put the the for me if you put the believability into a kid's head like as an adult i look at this very logically like i'd be terrified what just happened to me but you get to just to the next page and the kids are like all of a sudden it wasn't scary it's just exciting now and you see these adventures that they're going on through this and as you said you know, in the, the never-ending story on, like, page 13, there look like, right in the middle, looks like a bunch of Falcors just kind of exactly. flying. Exactly. It does. And, and you got this... Atreus! Yeah, and you got this young <laughs> couple that are kind of forming in there that just just starting to figure stuff out, mm-hmm. you know? And here they are, and then they got the floating castles, and these other two are just buddies, and they're just, you know, this there's this tight group of kids. Um, and you get on to 14, and you... You commented on this earlier, and I, I kind of love this with the the background of this oh, like yeah. dungeon castle, like Geppetto in the background, like ripping the guts <laughs> out of a Pinocchio. And yes, you got to spend time on page fourteen, just letting your eye wander because you have like the Wicked Witch of the West hiding. You have a lot of references to uh, like Alice in Wonderland and nursery rhymes. And uh, on page thirteen, by the way, there's a white rabbit. Yep, and I saw that as Alice in Wonderland. Well, and, you know, going with like the the right there on that page the elephant with the hookah pipe yeah you know the snake coming down i read that as like the snake in mm-hmm. from the bible coming through yeah and you get a little foreshadowing you see behind the asian kid this big creepy shadow yeah and it's his shadow right it's not it's not know, anyone else's shadow no it's his shadow and then so <laughs> he's a special being we already know did you notice wonder woman in this yeah and loki yeah loki with a pirate you know <laughs> yeah. hanging out with a pirate with and a stuff. pirate and wonder woman's coming down the steps where you can see her boots and her yeah, it, yeah. right next to the big bad wolf dresses grandma i mean it's right you and know i do believe from um david rubin's solo series called hero that the uh the thor looking character with the blonde hair and the aquaman shirt i yeah. believe is the oh is it sort of uh Thor character in his series called The Hero. That's funny. Which is fantastic. I haven't not finished with it, but I've been reading The Hero by David Rubin. Yeah. Phenomenal. Is it? That might be another pick for us. But yeah, spend <laughs> some time on page 14. Yeah, fun page. Great page, a lot of good art in it. Again, these kids are just in this weird world. They've, they walk through the cupboard of uh, into Narnia, and banananess is happening. And, and they're all in. And who, who can't blame them to be all in because they just want something different? Yeah. And page 15, they go into this uh, nine-panel Watchmen-style well, look. But part of that, the, the piece we got, the very last panel on page 14 or so, or 13 or 14, their friend, the Asian friend, is missing. Right. They can't find That's him. That's an important piece there, yes. It's a very important piece. Because that will be a, a crux, a returning Spoilers. story. Spoiler. And then... Uh, Back to 15, nine-panel grid Watchmen style is back to sort of present day, where the girl is now an adult. Yep. So there you go. Spoilers. We know she gets out uh, eventually, and she's fine, and just kind of a typical day for her, showering, listening to uh, music and uh, at a bar and riding a motorcycle, and looks like she might be a journalist of some sort. Then she goes dancing. Oh. It's just like her life all in a splash. Yeah. And I just like that nine grid panel style of Watchmen. I just like, I love it. 
such hyper detail there too from David Rubin. And then we kind of pick up where we were from page one of this, which is uh, the one kid, uh, the adult, uh, looks the at the book and is and vanishes. So she's sort of uh, trying to p figure out what's happening because. Well, and she got a call from his wife or whatever. Yeah. You know, his significant other and, you know, like alerting her. Hey, what happened here? This is very unusual for him. So, you know, helping out a friend in need shows that they're still close. Yeah. And you, they're, they're ish from some of the dialogue here, right? They've they've sort of lost touch with each other in a way. But so you're I'm piecing together here that maybe this all didn't go so good because they don't seem super tight. They know of each other, but they're not in touch. Right. So what happened? And they don't totally spend a lot of time with that here. They leave that to sort of your imagination, right? All these crazy adventures the kids had. Because they did this for years, I'm yeah. assuming. But we kind of glossed through that quickly because it seems like uh, we're heading towards in this story what happens yeah. as adults, what happens to the main uh, character, the, the guy on page one that goes, dis you know, d disappears. See, and I took that. I don't think I took them as doing this traveling for a summer. Oh, really? Yeah. I took Not it as a years? short period. No, I didn't take it as years because they're all still pretty young. Some things happen later on. Hmm. Now we'll see here pretty quickly that I just took it as it was the summer and then it was like it all ended when their friend disappeared. Okay. I thought there was some dialogue reference to other times they'd visited this in search for him. Because they, they, they didn't try just one summer or one day. I thought there was, I'll, if I find it, I'll point it out, but I thought they referenced, we looked for him for years. Well, which meant traveling not, into that, right? I, yeah, but I don't think it was all three of them. Okay. Maybe it was the one girl. It was the, it was either the girl or the other guy because, okay. yeah. And, and we'll get that. to that next part. I can get to that. I can see that. So she's kind of trying to play uh, sleuth here and, uh, you know, hardy boys her way uh, into finding out what happened. <laughs> hardy and then, boys her way to do it. <laughs> and then we get another nine panel grid. Wasn't that Nancy the, Druitt? Nancy Druitt. There you go. There you go. Better because she's a, thank you. Man. And, <laughs> and we get uh, into the life of the main guy, which... They flirted with each other, right? They, I think they even kissed when they were preteen. Yeah, that, they were the ones that were the, the young preteen couple just trying to figure that stuff out, just starting to sort through that. So, And he's having a day as well. We get a little snapshot in a nine-panel Watchmen style on page 18. Alarm clock, push-ups, shower, driving somewhere, cubicle uh, land cubicle. in his office, which is very Matrix-like. It seems uh, very much the one, the chosen one, the Matrix, even the camera angle here. Club dancing, uh, lady uh, at the end of the night, uh, having him and having yeah, a little. Yeah, just uh, you know, a, probably a typical you know twenty-something-year-old guy. Yeah, having just a good time in his life, making a vodka orange juice for breakfast. Well, who doesn't have one of those? <laughs> and then his uh, his old flame comes a ringing, comes a knocking. Yeah, it doesn't seem thrilled that she's there. Yeah, it's about saying it's about the fiction. And they they do that thing right where uh, they have to name like the the Family Guy where they it was one episode where he was like yeah don't you like when uh, the name of whatever it is they actually say it you know and, <laughs> ah, yeah. like the movie the movie title thing yeah they did that here it's the fiction bum 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 well and you know I I like and it, you brought my attention to this is the onomatopoeia it's like there's almost onomatopoeia on every page yeah you know she puts her finger to her her into her palm fap fap. <laughs> <laughs> really? That needs it, huh? Which is so, it could be a fart, right? Fap is a good sort of onomatopoeia for yeah. fart sound. It could be used, yeah. Hand coming together, finger in the palm. It's a it's a universal onomatopoeia. Yeah. And this is not a dialogue-heavy comic, um, except for page 21. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most dialogue of this entire series, because you and I both read this in a, in a dash, in oh, one yeah. setting, right? We sat down once, we read it. It was quick. Quick read, not a lot of dialogue, except for page 21. And this thing just flows and moves quickly. So he brings, she brings her, him up to date. Uh, guy's missing. Probably went into a book. He doesn't want anything to do with it. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yep. I moved on. Moved on with his life. And on Not page 23, which is dialogue lists, because I like that maybe Kurt Pyers and uh, David um, Rubin were like, we gave them too much dialogue on page 21. We need to so not do that. Let's not do that on 22, 23, or 24. It's like dialogue lists. Yeah. And uh, he, but the story still keeps moving, and yeah. part of it's the art style. It's just a simple art style; it just keeps things going through. 
Yeah, I love David Rubin so much. It's very clean. They use um, that parchment style to kind of flashbacky on page 23. Mm -hmm. The yellowing, aging, um, pixelated sort of, hey, it's a flashback. I like that artistically. Yeah. Makes it very clear so you're not confused because it goes from the past to the present on page 23, from top panel to bottom panel. Yeah. So, yeah. He, uh, he's like, doesn't want anything to do with it. She goes to try to sneak into the house, which I thought, don't they know each other? Wouldn't she knock yeah, on the door? So but that gave you a, a, hey, maybe they're not that close. See, I didn't take it as that. I got it as it's it was those four kids. This is something they've never told anybody else, and she's got to handle it. But she's sneaking into the house. Why wouldn't she go to the, the she knows this is. Because then she's got to explain it to the wife. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know. Yeah, why, why, would you, why do you want to come into my home? Right, that'd be an awkward conversation. Yeah. So she decides to sneak in, and then uh, the guy shows up anyway that said he didn't want to be involved. He's there. Yeah, well, and you kind of in those, when he's looking through, the thing he was looking through for the most important was, like, the picture of the four of them. And then you see him and her. The first panel you see of that, kind of his memory, is him and her going for maybe a first kiss. Yeah. And then it kind of goes through the other panels with them. So you're right with him and the friends. So, you know, we get another fap at the bottom of page twenty-five. <laughs> Are we doing a fap count? <laughs> fap count. Let's do it because that's the perfect uh, explanation of sound. As a book hits the floor, now do you think all the books lead to the fiction, or was it a particular? It's book? a particular book. Okay, it's the one with the strange sort of TF initials on it. Yeah, the fiction. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> So it's a book. I just sort of put that together. I kind of thought maybe it's all the books in this library, and nope, any of them they look just at. that book because that book just came in through the window for him. You're right. So when they go to Narnia Land, a uh, never-ending story land here, now as adults, uh, it's not the rainbow bright, new, no. happy strawberry shortcake, uh, fun, weird. Uh, that scene in Tenacious D when Jack Black ate the mushrooms scene anymore. <laughs> of no. Beautiful colors. It's now your worst nightmare. Yeah. They're still floating. Yeah. They're still floating. But it's, uh, you know, they know it's broken. Very broken. The crystals now in the sky that were floating all beautifully before. They're, they're being exploded by black lightning. I, I do like the last official page of this chapter. I like this guy's design. This gold with like this creepy little bubblegum coming out of his head. He's right. got no head. Yeah, it's a gelatinous bubblegum fluid. Yeah. Pink and bubblegum and, and fluid. the gold, it almost looks like gold fluting and just it, it's like it's a an organic yeah. armor almost. Right. Yeah, it's it's very cool. And that is the uh, with, uh, we're seeing the the angel to the angel Maybe? and devil that are in the fiction that Maybe I he... think is the core of it is this battle between them, right? This evil and good. Yeah, I don't, you know. They don't clearly define it, so it's no. open to interpretation. This is the one that just doesn't do harm that you're aware of. Yeah. But he is, uh, I felt, as we were introduced to him on uh, the end of the chapter, the epilogue on page 27. Yeah. He's this omnipotent being that has very little humanity or care for humanity within him. And you saw them as d a different being. This uh, particular one as a different being is like a... Yeah. Well, they're just... Like I said, I don't think they have any concepts because everything around them is fiction. There's nothing real. So what is good and evil? It's just... They just are. They just It's just what they want to do. You saw you them know? as more kids, like... In, like you said yeah like more children? more kid innocent like because they've never been ex really exposed to what real people are the first first exposure they had of this were the four kids coming in that we think right that we think you know but i took them as uh, these godlike uh, beings that are in battle in this weird fiction land with with lack of humanity they just sort of don't care they yeah don't, but but again you're right it might be or it could be what we're both saying uh, omnipotent beings that are children <laughs> and that have lived in a weird w wonderland yeah. that think there's no consequences. Yeah, there is no anything. consequences. It's fiction. It's fiction. But they introduce him. There's a beautiful flower effect involved. He does kind of look like a flower in a way all put together in this golden uh, yeah, little duct bit. tape covering that he's got, like mummy. Yeah. Uh, you know, almost, uh, right? And it's just 
weird and beautiful and he takes this black flower, right, which looks like it's poisoned from the nothing, right? <laughs> yep. And, and reinstitutes uh, light and beauty into making the flower back to normal. Yeah. And then plants it in this garden of doom. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's just a great single page, no dialogue epilogue at, at the page uh, at 27. Beautiful, right? It's, it's all, yeah. So now we step into chapter two, where we have uh, the young adult couple now in modern day still falling into the fiction, which is now, again, a dark nightmare. Well, the piece that is right? a little confusing is just you get like a, a, a back shot of this guy staring at this golden door holding beer cans. And I just, think what I, do you think it is? I, I thought a little bit about this as the fourth wall being broken down a little. See, or I, he sees their trail. Well, I know what it is. I don't think it's the fourth wall breaking down. I think it's the past. I think we're st they're starting to build the foundation of... Because these kids weren't the ones that discovered this. Right. They are the second generation of finding the fiction, yeah. right? Yes. So he's like, oh, yeah, there it is. But it's just kind of this trail that shows that someone maybe traveled through, I think. Yeah. And they're still in this dark nightmare that is the fiction now. Yeah. Or the great nothing land. as we <laughs> The nothingness. They're traveling through the nothingness. Yeah, basically. And, and they get separated. Um, and on page 32, they both hit the ground, but they're still relatively together. And I like that scene on 32 where she sort of sees an echo of the past with faceless, the four of them in faceless and like a, like a wisp, you know? like a, Yeah, a, they're just whispers or yeah. echoes or something. Kind of, again, creepy. Um, very different from the first time we saw the fiction. <laughs> the nightmare you want to escape from. And they see this like childlike figure kind of telling them to follow them. Yeah, I and I like that that their 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 younger selves are willing to help, especially you didn't get much out of the guy. This is the guy that disappeared in the beginning. Right. This is him as a kid, and you see that he's brave. Hey, come on, follow me. I'll help you. You know, I'll help you as much as I can. You know, even though he knows and, and the last part of that is it eats memories. He knows he's being eaten away, but come on, I'll help you. Let's let's fix this. Very much the nothing. Never-ending story right there. Yeah. Eats memories. It eats dreams. And then they're into the, which looks like the attic, right? It's a flashback to the attic. Yeah, I think this is the aftermath of their friend disappearing in that fictional world. Yeah. Uh, normally, I sometimes get upset with the fractured storytelling like this that's nonlinear. Yeah. But it, it worked. It didn't bother me in this. No, it didn't bother me a bit. And the facial expressions on page 35 was just a thing of beauty, showing their, showing her sort of concern and sadness, and him sort of, uh, the other guy being sort of angry. Well, and her face changes. She, you could tell she's the one that's in charge. She's the leader of the group. Yeah. He's the Nancy Drew to these Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's the conversation where the kid has to explain to the cops and where is their, where is their buddy. Yeah, where's your, where's your friend here, pal? You know their interrogation? They stayed really close. You know, like, uh, this is where normally kids fall apart and there's a million stories happening. It was impressive. <laughs> they, they had a meeting and really stuck to their guns with their story here. Well, they knew. They, there was no way, and they can't... They knew something happened, and they can't expose this world. Right. They had you to know. keep the world secret, even yeah. with their friend being Well, they're kids. It. They made the wrong call. Yeah. You know? Interesting but, way of thinking, right? But the other side is, what adult's going to believe them? You'd almost True. have to just forcibly pull the adult into that world. Adults never believe fantasy worlds. No, why would they? It's not <laughs> real. It's fiction. Right. That would be a whole different story here, right, if the kids would have went, look, here's the truth. He's in this book. I'm just going to open it for you. Just and then they're all in there. <laughs> the or just don't even tell them and just pull them in and go, right, all right. Here, this is where they are. Okay? And that's the and problem is they, <laughs> they wouldn't let the kids. They wouldn't, even if that happened, the kid would like have the foresight to do that. It wouldn't do any good because what can they do? Yeah. You know, the adults are going to take over the minute. True. The minute they get it. So back to um, in the fiction, searching now for there are two friends, sort of, that are gone. Well, they're not really looking for the first one. Yeah. In this, going back in, they're looking for the new guy that you know went lost in the page one. And uh, man, it's just such a palette change in colors. You know, we had so this beautiful landscape to this nightmare still going on. And there's even like a, a memory that they're they're talking about their parents here, and they're reliving like sort of bad memories with their parents. 
Yeah, you could tell it's it's kind of it's changed. Right. It wasn't what it was before. The land of the lost is not a good time anymore. No. No, they they um it's almost a loss of innocence. Yeah. And they uh they they lead them to this ins- just crazy looking mountain that has this very kind of plate like uh almost fortress of solitude, a dark version of the fortress of solitude look to it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. With the black now, the crystals of black, as uh, keeping their friend prison. They, they've, they've, we are now introduced as to where he is, and we're introduced to the negative, the direct opposite of the golden, gleaming, godlike uh, angel, positive figure, into this dark demon. You know, whatever he is, elemental, that sort of controls this black lightning. An absolute nightmare. Very similar in its paneling, right, to looking like the mummy? Yeah. As the first one. But the red eyes and everything, he doesn't have, like, happy pink uh, gelatinous fluid as a face. No. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it, you know, and it just... It's really... It's a nice... Nice concept. Even how he kind of transforms himself into, like, the... When he's first coming out into that, like, griffin-almost-like creature with the, yeah. the talons and the... It looks like a little Godzilla. A yeah. Little and you know what? It's the Floronic Man. It's liquid skin that's being poured, right? He over. actually reminds me quite a bit of a coup. Oh, there you go. There's that too, yeah. Yeah. Black liquidy that turns into, uh, you know, a, a hard surface. Yeah, but he, he has a little bit of that scaling that reminds me of Godzilla. I yeah. love the design. David Rubin just home run with both the, the, the angel and the devil in this, right? Yes. Just beautiful, beautiful design. Uh, they're they're at the uh, the entrance of this dark, cre- crazy, creepy cave. When uh, the uh, now he looks almost xenomorph on page uh, forty four, just emerges out of this cave. Yes, uh, and this nightmarish figure. Uh, oh, and it's yeah, it's you could just tell that they're. This is what they're supposed to be terrified of. Fap count on page forty four. <laughs> Another fap on the panel in the middle there, used so well in in every way here. He really loves to go with fap. David yeah. Rubin should design a shirt with his style of art. It just says fap. Well, and like I said, I keep getting these Aku vibes. Just even like the yeah. angular, you know, when you get over to, uh, well, just look at the tail coming off of him. Yeah. That's a little Godzilla, a little uh, Aku. Yeah. You're right. And it also has a, a throwback to like Japanese mythology and the way he's designed and looks, right? Yeah. To those demons and those masks, those Japanese masks. And the yeah. way the teeth are, and the way the dragons are, like it has a bit of that. Did you pick up on the face that this is? On page what, forty-six? Forty-four. Did you? 44. Or in general? Did, yeah, not forty-six, but the the bearded face. Oh yeah, it's the. Um, it's the guy's father. The dad. Yeah. yeah. The one uh, that was uh, in that almost seventies uh, love. Uh, yeah, session, whatever that, that weird session that, that key was there. party they were in, you know. And he clearly was in the 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 fiction before this yeah. is the sort of gen one of the visit to the friction well and as this darkness consumes them you know you get over to page 46 it's consuming them and then you get an epilogue that goes back and you st- this is where the the first panel this pays off which is like oh now you see the beer can being pulled and you see the red checker shirt and it's the dad right you know and they're sitting around and it's all the parents and they're getting high and drunk sitting around a campfire and then this golden door appears Right, so the fiction came to them, the entrance, the fiction came differently. It yeah. was the one book with the TF, yeah. and then this was a little more random. The door just sort of opened while they were getting, uh, getting wasted. Well, and I think that's what happened. And, and I love that they just walk into this golden door, because obviously they're high as a kite, <laughs> and they walk in this golden door, and they see this giant golden man with a bubblegum head, and he's just like, hello. Yeah. He's, he's Iron Manning, uh, working yeah. the holographic panels. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey. Like, they came in a back door I, and came up behind him. And I don't know what it is right now, but I've been such an 80s kick. So this, kind of that pink, that that bubblegum pink. Yeah. And with some gold like that, it's just so 80s. It feels so It good. looks like a lava lamp. Yeah. I can feel while you're saying 80s. Yeah. It's got a goopiness to it, and it looks like it's lava lamping around. Yeah. But and I love this panel, right? The single page uh, on 49. Yeah. That orangey 70s, almost looks like 70s wallpaper. Yeah. And the way they slice that weird panel in a weird way with these two guys walking up behind this golden god. This gold man. Just such a cool ending. 
yeah. to that chapter. Yeah, yeah that, that chapter finished two. out chapter two. Yeah. Chapter three, where the sky hangs or four years gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> 15, page 51. And so our, the, the guy and the girl are still, they were, when we left them previously. Well, again, this, this chapter starts off with one of those panels that doesn't make sense. It's oh, like yeah. a, a, a man and a woman talking. And they're talking about, and they see the crystals floating and stuff, and then it immediately goes to the girl that just got pulled into the darkness. Right. Just falling. Because she met the, uh, like, the last we left them, they were being greeted by the evil demon monster yeah. at the gate of the, at the front of the cave. Yeah. But now she's falling? Now she's falling. So that's interesting. And we go back to the golden, so a little bit of uh, strangeness happening here, a little fragmented storytelling that's a little tricky to figure out where we are. But on page 54, we get the, the golden uh, god and with a purple, with a pink goop that you love. Yeah. That's like ripping his chest open? Yeah. I, you to know. reveal like the sun or he's like um, exploding himself to, to, to expand his light power into the fiction? Something. Right? Yeah, and then she's caught in the in next panels are just caught in a coo cage. So was that falling? Maybe like she had like a bad dream with this capture? And then boom, she's in the... Uh, Maybe the, or the, the, black gods, crystals. the gods reaching out to her. Who, who knows? Yeah. Their power is weird, in other words, yeah. is what we're getting here. And but so he shapeshifts this, uh, the, the evil demon, right? Yeah. Into being... Uh, their friend, right? Well, the grown-up version of their the friend that went missing when the they initial, were a kid. Yeah, Asian kid that was, yeah, an I, adult version. I like that he's still wearing the same clothes. Yeah, and they're they're <laughs> clearly way too small for him. Like, he's grown twelve inches. It's like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, he 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 definitely is the same sweater and everything, and he just got crazy. Like, he never cut his hair. His hair is like crazy long. Well, no, and he's been in there for like twenty years, right? And you know something's amiss here, something very strange. And we get a little um, 56, just a sort of page of her back to her life, right? Yeah. Her being in school, and, and, and also this is a nice piece of storytelling in how the fiction has sort of affected her uh, decision-making in life, right? Yes. She's become this sort of a conspiracy theorist-y kind of person, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, definitely... like, what is real and all that? She questions a lot because she's had this otherworldly experience, and it, you can tell it's caused problems for her as she's gotten through life. And what I found interesting was their their other friend, you know, the guy that goes missing right in the beginning here, he goes on the straight and narrow path. Yeah. He, you know, he is in, on varsity uh, sports, you know, and he's trying to help guide her because he realizes she's a bit lost, and he's staying close to her. Yeah. And that it, you know, this other student, which is her friend, the one of the four that she's having a smoke with, smoke break. Yeah. You know, as she's, um, we're seeing here that it's affected her in a, in a sort of negative way. Oh, yeah. This, you know, I mean, a friend disappearing and they decide to never go back at this point to the fiction. Yeah. You know, and she's just. And um, why would you? Yeah. But I mean, it seems such a happy dreamland at first. With all these cool adventures that they could have had, and but yeah, her friend went missing, so that's that turned the uh, the Neverland into a, a nightmare very quickly by having their friend disappear. Which we go back to the present, and there he is. He's having a conversation. Their friend Sang is now there. It looks like he's going to sort of just kill them all. He has control over these crystals. Yeah. Right. Yes. And then he does something really weird, right? Which like reaches out his hand like the like the pink goo that you love, he sort of has that same ability. And when he reaches out to her, he turns all sort of pinkish gray goopy. Yeah. But when it touches her face, it's like blades. Yeah. It like cuts her. So it, it again, it's that it, venom feel, right? The venom can go from very soft and gooey to like, to like knives very quickly. Yeah. And I, I like that. Again, the friend that was captured in the beginning, he's just, he's still standing up for her, still trying to protect her. You know, he's yelling, and even though he knows it, he's getting zapped. Yeah. Electrified, literally. Yeah. So Sang is pissed. He's like, why didn't you guys ever find me? It was some of his argument, right? He's like, why didn't you guys ever come look for me? 
And he was just gone. Like, he's sort of blaming them, but he chose to he stay cho- there. And that's what you get in the flashbacks. He chose to do that. He chose to follow. His life was not a pleasant life. His father looked abusive. And he did the Alice thing. He followed the white rabbit. He did. And there is the white rabbit on page yep. 40 or 60. Yep. And he chose it. And yet he's kind of giving them the guilt trip. Yeah. He chose it on his own. He chose it on his own. And right away, I think he regretted his decision because he met a very horrific creature that now goes through the Stranger Things territory and consumes them. Yeah, you're right. You Almost know? the It character, right? Yeah, it He's goes right into his eyeballs and his throat with this these tendrils. Yeah, and on 61, it looks like they're going to have a nice game of chess. Yeah. It's kind of sitting there like, let's have a game of chess. No, I'm going to take over your, your body and be this host uh, symbiote. Exactly. <laughs> so fast that that happens. Nice little surprise, little uh, knee jerk, uh, you know, one of those jump scares in a horror film, right? Oh, yeah, very much so. But, you know, not unpredictable. And we're getting that Sang's, on the next few pages, that Sang's mind is gone. And we get, page 63, another nine-panel grid, Watchmen-style grid, Mm -hmm. uh, showing Sang just not having the best parents. No, not at all. He he did it did not look like he had a happy life in, yeah. in the least. He's like trying to use the phone and it looks like maybe the dad or someone grabbed the or he threw the phone? Oh, it, he's trying to call his dad and he can never reach his dad at this point, right? Feeling, yeah. feeling neglect and he throws the phone against the wall like yeah, kind of a gut-wrenching scene as it shows he's getting a little older or time is passing. Yeah, year after leaves. year. Yeah can't reach his dad so his dad goes from being what we were told was a complete jerk to now he's just not even absentee. in his life absentee dad you know and, and it keeps it's interesting because you know obviously it shows the angst that this kid has been going through as he grows up with all he's lost his friends all his friends he had to move away and he's lost his father because his father won't do anything and he just gets combative and gets you know gets in fights and stuff yeah it's having a so we're we're getting the understanding of our of our villain here of this of this black demon that runs the fiction now that's merged with a human host yeah. right like double the nightmare and we get that chess reference here again where there's like a a chess table and the knights being taken over by the the bishop i will say that is a trope i'm getting very tired of because <laughs> you don't like chess well just in i gen- like chess so i, I, like I to do too but it's just <laughs> too it happens too often oh it shows that we're you know Shows that we're in a competition here. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it, but it really? shows strategy. It's the metaphor of strategy. Apparently, it's just you like, and I eh. have to play chess. I'll get you to like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh, eh. You're over that trope, but they, they they go quickly. Thankfully, there's only a couple of nods to it, and they move right along to again where now the three friends are together, but still trapped in the uh, the the sharp black crystals of death. Yeah. Again, it's that. Fortress of Solitude, the negative version of it, right? <laughs> I can't escape that because of the, the way that the, the black crystals... It just reminds me so much of a coup. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because it's a flat black. Yeah. And so here's where the epiphany of, the, of this that, that she has, and it's never-ending story-ish in a bit, right? In a yeah. sec here on page uh, 67, where she decides to create in the fiction... Yeah, I thought that was cool because it's like all of a sudden now she's taking charge. Which so she realizes she has a power in the fiction as well. And they didn't try this before, but she st- just starts writing into a book. And yeah. states the cages disappear. And boom, cages just kind of evaporate away. They well, fap away. And that's the difference between <laughs> an adult and a child. The kids never thought they could control the world. Right. And as an adult, they're like, well, wait a minute. Here. Yeah, why, right. why, had I, why didn't I try this? Reminds me of, do you remember Omni Magazine? Yeah. This is going way back. They did a whole thing on dream control. And they did studies upon this and people that tried things. And I still, to this day, I read all of it, so it sticks in my mind. That you're right, like, an adult in the fiction would try things. So, And that was what their dream control, Omni's dream control sort of essence was. Was, you can control it, but you have to be conscious of it. I can control um, your dreams. Never read that. But I remember watching G.I. Joe as a kid. <laughs> Good comparison. And, well, <laughs> and, and here's where I'll go. They had one character that always constantly had nightmares. Oh, yeah. And Cobra 
<laughs> He's so excited he ripped his ripped my mic off right off his body. <laughs> um, in that Cobra came up with a dream machine. You know, obviously it's oh, like I some foreshadowing. Remember this? A dream machine, and this guy always had nightmares, and so he was. The other Joes were paralyzed when they were caught in this dream machine. Oh. He was the only one. He taught them how to fight back in this. Needless to say, as a kid, I remember watching that episode and going, "Oh, you could do that." Uh, I, as a kid, if I had nightmares, yeah, uh -huh. as as I as a kid learned how to when you had nightmares, to spin it into a positive Excellent. way, and it, yeah, so that's kind of funny it's you like mentioned that you read the Omni magazine, it, it's and like GI Joe read the Omni magazine. Well, I'm sure they applied it to this. <laughs> I'm sure somebody read a study someplace that said, "Oh, <laughs> this is how you do this." Even the, going even crazier, deeper. One little last thing about the Omni thing was the band, a metal band that I was very much, I'm still into, named Queensryche. Oh, not Gore. <laughs> no, not Gore. <laughs> but they're, you know. But Queensryche had a song called Silent Lucidity, uh -huh. and it's about dream control. They even say it in there, and it's kind of related to that magazine. Anyway, what I was Wow. We're, we're, yeah, we're wow. In, if, you weren't, if people listening to this weren't nerds <laughs> before, they are nerds <laughs> now. Got a little metal with our comic books. Um, but, yeah, I love that she just controls it on 68 the cage goes away, and she's like, mm, now I have the power. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah, she right. She says that right here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one, of the, one of the minions of the black demon, right, which is still sitting at the chess table. It's there. It just been hanging out. It's far away. Got nothing else going on. Seems like a remnant or a ghost of whisper of the figure that melded with him anyway, right? Yeah. Creates, um, or he turns into, uh, he stays there, but the evil guy turns into the, the, the like a Black Panther. Yeah. He, he reminds me of uh, the Transformer cassette Ravage. that turns into, right? Ravage. He, I love that you knew that name immediately, and I knew you would. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no clue. Hey, it's your superpower. Be proud. He knows everything about Transformers. But he goes and, and creates a portal, and he's out of there. Um, another ch quick chess reference at the at the bottom. Oh, you, n nothing to get uh, crazy over. Page sixty nine. It's uh, you know it's it's still that bishop now that gets hit by something, and we're gonna have a fight. We're leading up to a fight here on page seventy because she knows she has the power. He's coming back to get them. What it's building tension here, right? You feel the building oh, of yeah. tension. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you do. And, and the fact that you know it's three of them again. Okay, so they're feeling pretty powerful. But, uh, yeah, he kind of puts them in his place. He, you know, I, I love the, this looks very, um, what page? This is on page 71. Very yeah. Marvel Celestials. Oh, yes. You know, you see that. You see the Jack Kirby you influence. You do see you the see Kirby. The, the 60s sci-fi influence in this world he created. He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you thought you were in charge? No, no, no. No, no, you were not. He let, and he just wants to play. Right. You know? He's like, you've been here a hot minute, girl. Yeah, I've been here uh, like twenty years or something. Yeah, you think? And the, yeah, the, you're right about the celestial in the background. Yeah, Kirby esque, nice double splash page. End of the chapter, epilogue. Here we go. And this leads back to the first panel of this chapter, and you see it's the uh, Sung's dad and mom. That's when we realize who they are. Uh huh. Which is great. Getting freaky in the fiction. Freaky in the fiction. That's the that is the uh, one of my band names. Freaky in the fiction. Freaky in the fiction. I like it. <laughs> you know, and as they're uh, post coitus <laughs> laying there, you know, Garden of uh, Eden stuff. You're here right. comes a black snake that just shoves itself down his throat right. while he's sound asleep. Yikes! And takes him over. So there you go. Well, the one thing I will say is, and it goes back to the shadow of you saw when Sung was a kid, before, right before he disappeared. I almost would have preferred to see the snake reverse in the order. And Sung, to me, has a bit of this blackness in him. Yeah, he's the offspring. But his if this is his point of conception, the conception happened first, then... Right. But, you know, but it explains True. why his dad... It went into his dad. It, it made more sense if it went into his mom, if, say, conception were maybe. when evil um, took over. So, but, yeah. you know, it, but this explains the snake eyes you saw from his dad in the beginning with the, right. behind the wine glass. So. so his dad wasn't such a bad guy after all. He well, not intentionally. 
<laughs> He's just taken over by an evil snake demon. Yes, that yeah, that's throat. all. So who, see, he wasn't who an absentee is dad. He wasn't a dead. No, no, this dad. isn't the absentee guy. This yeah, is Sing's dad. No, that was that's the other guy's dad. This is not Sang's sure? dad. That's absentee. Yeah, I thought we were building on Sang there, showing why he was a but bad guy. No, his no, dad was the like, other one that was in the fights and stuff. That's the other guy. That's the guy that's with the girl. What, what's his name? I can never remember. And, I'm we may so have to bad. Go with back and, and uh, but anyway, it's we can the move guy forward. that was doing the push-ups and all that. That's his dad. He's the one that moved sure? away after the friends left. Oh, okay. He's the one that was calling his dad over. Okay, as he grew up, he couldn't get a hold of anybody in life. Okay. I get. I'll I'll, I'll uh, concur with you on that one. It just they, they then the way they were drawn at that moment they looked similar, from Sang Kid to yeah. the Clark Kentish looking man, yeah. if you will, right? Yeah. It, it's similar as kids anyway, so that's why I mix them up. But anyway, it makes it's interesting here to, to show that Sang's parents were infected by this black. Well, demon. his dad was at least. The dad was. We don't know what happens to the mom. She's just passed out from all the lovemaking. <laughs> Apparently, you know. <laughs> There's a lesson there. Yeah. Go to sleep after lovemaking, because if you're even slightly awake, a snake, a, an evil demon snake can go down your throat. Well, he wasn't awake at all. That thing got in his throat while he was, he was asleep. His eyes were... Uh, nope. Uh, no, you're right. Nope. He, but he was smiling. That's the problem. Don't smile. <laughs> Don't smile. My philosophy in life. Don't smile. Demons can get you. But, you know, we get into... Lessons learned. What is this? Chapter four. Which is called The Never-Ending Story. No, I mean, it says never ending. Never ending. Or until we can't wait. Until we can't. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and again, first panel is, it's a bar. Yep. It's somebody saying, well, and he's got, you know, he's sitting there mm -hmm. just smoking. That's it. And you get back to them falling through this horrific world. <laughs> yeah. You know, as their, their friend, their grown, you know, possessed friend right. is just torturing them. Sang demon. At this saying Haku yeah. demon, yeah, and he's he's given some exposition there. He's he is part of this place now. He is this, and yeah. I like the the paper kind of following behind him as he's walking on air, walking on yeah. pieces of paper. So cool looking, like they're almost going down the belly of this strange beast. That's, yes, um, like a sarlacc pit in Star Wars. You see the the teeth. Yeah, it looks like the sarlacc pit when I think about it in Star Wars. Yeah, where you slowly digest for a thousand years. Anyway. <laughs> You don't like Star Wars, I forgot. Um, so, yeah, there. This is still a, a battle that's just so interesting looking, and fun. Uh, now they're falling through this meat teeth tunnel. Yeah, and he snaps his fingers, and the and the sort of environment completely changes. Oh yeah. So he's 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 running it. Well, I like that the one guy just gets done. He's just like, fine. You want to kill us? Kill us. And he just starts going after him. Yeah. And then he realizes a mistake. Like, oh. He could really kill me. <laughs> you die in the Matrix. Yeah. And you die for real. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And I love, on page 80, I love how finally their friend breaks free, gets the control of himself. And he's this, again, he's this pure creature. He's this golden creature. Right. Because what kid is not that way? Right. He's innocent. He's, you know. He's happy. He's all these things. And I like that he just comes back. And it's like <laughs> the last thing he tries to say to his friends is, you know, I need you to kill me. Yeah. It's like, you're back. What? Yep. But I need you to kill me. Right. It's like this this, this um, Awakenings, oh, another old yeah. movie, moment where he knows he doesn't have much time. Yeah. And in this form, he's vulnerable. Yeah. And he's pure and he's light and he's golden. Yeah. So uh, take me out right now. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that he just tells his friends, I love you guys. They yeah. were the most important thing to him. They were. And then he just gets sucked back in the darkness. Didn't last long, did it? Nope. And so now again, chess reference. Ugh. Our golden being with the bubblegum face. Bubblegum. Yep. Is in this floating tower. Playing chess? Playing chess alone. Contemplating something, he hears. I, it's kind of like he hears a sound. He he hears something happening. There's a disturbance in the fiction. And should he should he go or should he not? Nah. He kind of could care less. Maybe we don't know in this particular page, uh, eighty-two, if he's decided to jump into the he fray yet. Just he's like a, you know, Doctor Manhattan type character. But yeah, I, I love that. You know, this demon that's possessing saying is still just 
just kind of torturing them. Hey, you know, I'm in charge. You guys are nothing. He even duplicates himself, and you get the Thanos snap in there. Yeah. You know, and he wants to really change things up, so he completely changes the world again, and it's just like the, it's fire and it's damage, and he just keeps tearing it apart. Yeah, it's like a city in the midst of exploding. Yeah. Right? It's being like bombs being dropped on a city is what he just creates. Yeah, and, and he gives them, he even tells them goodbye. Yeah. Like, he's going to destroy them, and, you know, the, this... As he self-armors, he's, like, preparing to, yeah. to deliver his final blow. And as adults, they realize, hey, this is it. This is, this is we're going to die. This is yeah. it. And, you know, the, obviously the couple do that whole, you know, oh, God. I love you. I've always yeah. loved you. Uh, I, I, yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, we got to kiss before this goes. And the other guy, the one that came to rescue, is just like, great. I'm the third wheel in this thing. Thanks <laughs> a lot, still, guys. They're still going. They're still kissing. And yeah. he's just like, you guys, the world didn't end yet. Like, you, your moment, you should have waited a little longer yeah. before the blast wave hit us. Because now I've got to stand here and be awkward. Well, and, and the darkness <laughs> is just kind of encroaching. And then the yellow dude shows up and it's just like, oh, wait, what? Yes. And it's like, oh, he, the whole time the, the darkness was trying to get this guy's attention right bubblegum gold face you know just get his He's attention the dad that didn't give him any attention yeah and, and, and that's, he's like you sent a child even when he speaks he's just like you sent a child so in here do you think he's referencing on page uh we're now on 89 you think the golden god is referencing the shell entity that was sitting there playing chess no, I think it's the whole thing sunk. Uh, sunk. Just the, yeah, just him going. You know, he's been making this child a puppet this whole time, and even the adults are probably puppets. I just felt like Sang wasn't necessarily the dark beast in this world. No, that there's that shell of that character sitting at that chess table. That's really the the gold, the light versus yeah. dark. Did you get that sense? A little bit. And so he's not talking to Sang right here when he says you sent a child. Yeah, he's, he's talking, talking to the. He's other talking being. to the other entity, okay, which is like encasing him. Right. So I, there's a weird relationship there. I thought. And he does. He's not even talking to him. No. He's and talking I, to the guy that was in the other. And he's so powerful. He does a Thanos snap and just knocks the darkness out of Sang. Yeah. He's like, no more darkness for you. Yep. There you go. Boom. Knock it's it out again. Lack of humanity. He had the power the whole time. He like didn't really want to bother. Well, he did. It, he wasn't being. paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. He's busy playing chess, and you know, back Dang. to your chess reference. What is this? He's about to get uh, kinged here. Or yep. Yep. It's queen to yep. taking king. Yep. And you know, there all of a sudden, Sang's back. You know, he's been purged. He's yep. He's good. And and that fall, right? He just fell from a high. Yeah. From the high, uh, you know perch and then yeah. just plummeted to the earth and, and left a crater the darkness is like checkmate you know and and so the darkness too referencing checkmate there again that looks like the old the the dark being yeah. that was sitting playing chess with him it, and it is that's that's my interpretation and i think who it is. is who did the this is again open to interpretation who did the evil entity Win? Who who did he beat? The gold entity, because he brought him out. You think so? Yeah. But he but it's his child that the golden one references. Yeah. Is done. Yeah. You would think that's um it to even ref to even tie in chess terminology, that the golden creature won. It's his checkmate. He took out. You would think it is, but whatever the plan was, this dark entity thinks he, he won. He won. Interesting, right? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, we're, we're, I love the splash page on page 92. The crater is there. The black fluid is gone. And Sang is a kid again. Yeah. He's a kid again. That was like another, ugh, like a shocking kind of, yeah. oh man, they reverted him to, now it's this broken child there in this crater in the ground. Yeah. I was like, ah. Oh. And then epilogue. We're like, what? Yep. We're like, somewhere, again, it's a bar. Someone's writing down stuff. What is the fiction? Dodgson, Pathways, what is this? Would you like another? What is the gold entity? He's asking the questions that we're asking. And then there's a sort of news. Uh, he's watched the television's on. And, and people are found. Stranger than fiction. Haha, ha, good one, Diane. I think we can all agree. It's nice to have a happy ending. I'll drink to that. As yeah. this older character looks at us. Yeah, well, and this older character is the guy's dad. 
is the other guy's dad. There He's was looking at us, though. I'm yes. getting a, an idea of the never-ending story here, sort of, right? Yeah. And he says, I'll drink to that. And the final two panels on the last page of this, he says to us, his eyes are a little well, forked, but he says, I think you've seen enough for now. Like That's right. Snap. Who's been snapping fingers? Well, I think... Golden entity? Like, uh... They're both uh, Sang's, fingers, Sang's dad was infected by the dark entity. This other guy's dad was affected by the golden entity. And the gold entity can see us. Uh-huh. Right? It's yep. fourth wall breaking. Yep. And he snaps his fingers as the, as the entities have. Yeah. And we get blackness. And it says at the very last panel of this entire thing, the fiction, I can see you. Yeah. Well, not no, because there's an epilogue too. Yes, right. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But anyway, of <laughs> the that. The very ending, except for the Daleks right, part. Right, There's another ending. <laughs> yeah. The, the second ending. And I always feel like this was tacked on. Like, oh, I c- now I'm leaving the back door open, so if I want to add in more, you know. Well, the book is still there. Yeah, book's still there. And they, they take a moment to point out the book is still around. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's back to that old house. It's back to, you see moving boxes in. And you, you see the, the staircase winding back up. You see the book doing this little golden light thing. Yeah. And you see the couple in there. And they're, they're happy. still in the fiction. Yeah. They went back to it. And I love just nailing home the point that I said why this feels like the never-ending story. The last line of this second ending epilogue says, all our stories are never-ending. Yeah. The never-ending And then you story. put a little infinity sign down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, man. Uh, also, bonus-wise, cover gallery galore at the end of this. Yeah. Beautiful ones. One of my favorites is Tula Lote. I love her stuff. I follow her on Instagram. She has uh, the main character woman, uh, Nancy Drew, mm-hmm. with the dark entity behind her. Gorgeous covers to this. Of course, David Rubin uh, covers are always hit, uh, just an absolute hit. Like the lime green and the blood red mixed together, David Rubin, home run. And then what about the sketch stuff in the back? Do you love that stuff? Do you lo- is it just me? Do you love the bonus stuff? Uh, sometimes. It depends. I just kind of... It's really got to capture me. Uh, you know, it's... I guess I've seen so much of this over the years, character sketches like this. I don't get tired of it. I love it. Yeah, and, you know, this... Max, that was the guy's name. This whole time, I'm like, yeah. that other guy, Max. <laughs> no, we, we never reference really anyone's name. Some no. Saying a few times. We're so bad. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do better with that. But, yeah, the, even the, the creature sketches, I, I love it. I am I a little... David Rubin's uh, writing beside it to kind of, yeah. like... Getting there. I am a little insulted looking at Max's dad, who was the old guy at the bar. You know, it says, here he's at 39 years old. Well, wait a minute here. He looked like he was in his 60s. There's, (laughs) you know, not 39. Well, that's why these are sketches. They're playing it out. And, you know, I like that journey. That's why I love bonus stuff. If you love bonus stuff, there's tons of it. You guys will dig that. But, uh, man, I got lost in this. I really enjoyed it. What, What is your thought? Great choice, man. You did a good job with this one. It was... You know, it was familiar enough that it was a nice, quick read, but, you know, it, they also had enough new elements that it was good. It was really good and really enjoyable. So, yeah. David I, Rubin, have you been exposed to him before? No. This was your first? Yeah. The only part about his art that I that kind of drives me nuts is his eyes. His eyes get kind of wonky with things and it just... It's an, it's a definite art style of his. Again, it has that Samurai Jack feel. It's a little feel. Van Gogh. Yeah, little yeah. Samurai and Jack. I just kind of go, okay, it is what it is. You know, but yeah, no, great choice. I wasn't exposed to either the writer or the artist on this. Oh, great. I'm glad because so. David Rubin is someone I've loved for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And I love his stuff uh, recently that he has called The Ether, which, I, okay. you know, I may have to select that. If volume you select, one. You select it. It might have to, but I'm glad you loved it, man. I, I it, did. W- did I hit it with the colorfulness? Oh, yeah. Brightness? Oh, yeah. Fantasy aspect? Well, and the... It was all very kinetic, and it moved a lot, and it yeah. was, yeah, it was great. Some of the fractured storytelling even didn't get annoying. Yes. No, no, it was good. It was very good. Easy to follow, you know, and it hit, you know, it hit my criteria of <laughs> quick enough read. Right. And there was fiction on every page. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just like the Flash. And, Just and like the, the Flash and the Hulk. on every page. Got to put the character on every we page. We did get fiction on every page. Every right. page. Yeah, five stars, guys. Three thumbs up is what I always like to say. Uh, the fiction, check it out, you guys. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that. So uh, thanks, Mike. And you had the pick next. What was your pick next? The uh, uh, Olympus. Olympus. Yes. Oh, fantastic. By Jeff um, so Johns and Butch Juice. Yes. Yes. 
Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I hope you guys all enjoyed that. Thanks, Thank you, Mike. Man. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. That was good, man. You got to go and get the fiction. We highly, 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 highly recommend it. So go and check it out. And uh, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Let us know at Sunspots Comics or email me, of course, at Chris at SunspotsComics.com. What's next? Whose turn is next? Who's up? Who's getting the next comic book club pick? It is Mike. So uh, you got to tune in next week to kind of see what he picked that we're going to sit down and review and discuss and do a commentary for. And if you enjoyed yourself, you had a good time, please support us here at Sunspots Comics by following us, uh, of course, on everything at Sunspots Comics. And uh, go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. That would be very helpful with some positive words. And if you want to take your um, appreciation to the next level and help support us, go over to sunspotscomics.com slash support. Any donation, of course, seriously, will be very appreciative of. But uh, stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and read a big giant pile of comic books. To be continued! Where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the girl for the friends The adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now